Today is Sunday, January 23rd, 2022, and this... I lost $80,000. I owed to the guy. Oh, I go, I'll get, I'll get it for you. So I go, oh my God, I'm so disgusted with myself. So I think to myself, I've got a $2,000 line of credit at Bally's. I go, I'm going to fly to Vegas, and I'm going to get that money back. But there are flights, were all gone. So I rented a car. Is Five Hundred by Midnight, the original Las Vegas podcast, show number 816. I'm just thinking of all the amazing times that we've had here in Las Vegas. I hope that you're having an enjoyable stay here in Las Vegas and also hope that you have been fortunate. I do wish that for you. We're gonna give Daddy the Rain Man suite. Do you think that? We're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas! Do you think we get there by midnight? Money, we're gonna be up 500 by midnight. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! Las Vegas is waiting out on the streets below. Hello, everybody. This is Tim. And this is Michelle. Welcome to 500 by Midnight. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Any specific reason that you're feeling good today? Mm, no, it's just been a good couple days. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. We have a lot of things to talk about on today's podcast. I'm looking forward to discussing some matters with you. That okay. sounds so official. That sounds like there's a problem. There's no problem. We just have a lot of things to discuss that are mm. Vegas related, and that'll be fun. But before we do that, first... We have to send out a special birthday wish to one of our listeners. Okay. Well, we don't have to, but we choose to because we were asked, and why would we not accept that request? So Nick is, uh, I believe, in transit to Las Vegas as we speak. He uh, posted a picture of a Bloody Mary that was taken at an undisclosed Chicago, well, it was at a Chicago bar, but he said he was headed to an undisclosed location. Of mm -hmm. course, it's Las Vegas. And uh, his lovely wife, Sam, asked that we would wish him a happy 30th birthday. Happy 30th birthday. We're happy to do so, and we wish you a happy birthday. And, and a hope wonderful you guys trip. have a great time and all the fun. And it's nice to know that the youngsters are listening to our podcast. <laughs> there you go. You're 30, and you're still a youngster in the eyes of us old people. Remember when we were in our 30s and we would no. walk into Gold Coast and bring down the average age? I know we can't really do that anymore. Yeah. Well, we still would at Gold Coast, but yeah. All right. El Cortez, maybe? Eh, El Cortez is pretty old, too. But we go into like Cosmo now. And bring it and up. And it brings it up, so mm -hmm. we're on the opposite end of the spectrum as we used to be. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, happy birthday, Nick. This podcast, like all of our podcasts, is listener-supported by our fine Patreon patrons. We've got a couple new folks joining the Patreon community this week. They are Chad Brown and Claire Alrias. Welcome thank and you. thank you for supporting the podcast. We do appreciate it. I'm thinking maybe in the next couple weeks we'll get another chat scheduled. Okay. Probably about due for one of those. Sure. Looking forward to it. Those are always a good time. Patreon.com slash 500 is where you go for all the details. If you want to support the podcast on an ongoing monthly basis, you can do so there, and we throw some bonus content your way as our way of saying thank you. Maybe the weekend of the Pro Bowl. I know oh, but that all of our listeners, listeners will be so busy watching the Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. Does anybody watch it that's not in the family of one of the players of 
What a waste. Why don't they just, I don't understand, why don't they just name the team? Mm-hmm. Like have it be like some sort of honor. And not have an actual game because nobody yeah. cares and they play half-assed because nobody wants to get injured. It's right. such a dumb oh, fucking NFL. Anyway, moving <laughs> along. We have a lot of news to talk about this week. A lot of stuff going on. The big story that was everywhere that came as a, a surprise because of the timing, I think, is that Adele postponed her entire residency that was started that was scheduled to start the next day. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Thursday she announced that it was being postponed. The first show was supposed to be Friday. I feel bad for people who flew out. Well, for that. so that's a big mm-hmm. issue because these tickets were they were very hard to get. They were hard to get. They were they were high well they they were hard to get through traditional channels yeah there were plenty available through the secondary but they were you know very pricey Mm -hmm. on there but yeah high buck tickets and then um probably a fair number of international travelers yeah i feel bad for the people who couldn't afford the inconvenience is what i'll say absolutely because i'm sure there are some people who are like whatever but there are probably some people who like saved up and planned and well, and I think anybody who could, who, I think anybody can understand if you plan a trip around a specific thing that mm-hmm. you're going to be bummed out if that specific thing gets canceled. Yeah. So if you are doing that, make sure you have other stuff going on too, and that that's not the sole purpose of your trip, mm-hmm. if if at all possible. Uh, or get the travel insurance because <laughs> I guess that's probably. Although some people were already there, a fair number of people were already yeah. there, and I guess they yeah. were pissed off. Um, so yes, now this is it, it, okay. So the the thing is, she put out a video, mm-hmm. um, She's looking very sad and almost crying, almost crying. I don't, I don't uh, doubt her sincerity that she's yeah. bummed out this happened. Yeah, I do have a significant amount of skepticism over the reasoning provided. Okay, which was delivery issues, which I'm not exactly sure what that means. UPS. Set pieces? Yeah, maybe set pieces. And then this, you know, uh, the other one was a large number of her crew members um, have COVID and that was affecting it. Mm. Here's why I think that is maybe not the entire story. Mm-hmm. Because why would you, it's a 12-week r- residency. Why would you postpone the whole thing and not just delay the opening to four weeks from now. Hmm. It seems very odd that that's, and also for it to be the day before that it happened, like the delivery issues, if that's truly a thing, you're going to know about that more than one day in advance. So I don't, I I feel like there's something missing there. Hmm. And there's a lot of speculation over, over that, um, ranging from the plausible to the ridiculous. Oh Lord. We're not going to discuss the ridiculous. Well, the ridiculous is that ticket sales were bad. It's like no. the fucking thing sold out in a in less than a day during the pre-sale. And people are It's idiots. like, yes, there's a lot of tickets available in the secondary market, but that's the case for anything. Mm-hmm. So, that's ridiculous. But anyway, um one of the theories is that there's a dispute between her and management and Caesars over control of production and the hmm. scale and scope of the show and that kind of thing. But again, like you're wouldn't that have been ironed out earlier? You would think so. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, it's a little odd. And uh, we'll see. She's planning on rescheduling. It's a matter of when. And then, you know, that 
it'll be what curious. What are they going to fill the dates with, if anything? Well, that's the thing, too. This is so the 12 weekends at the Coliseum suddenly have opened up. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're not going to have anything immediately because it was supposed to start right away. You know, So, again, there's no leeway. But you would think that the Coliseum would want to fill some of those dates, if possible. Whether or not they'll be able to, I don't know. I'm curious what the financial implications are, not just for the... I mean, if she's delaying them, in theory, they'll have some sort of a, look, if you can't make it, you can put your tickets back in the market. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll buy them back from you, whatever. But as far as the production stuff, like I, I wonder who's holding the tab on the, all the lost money that the Coliseum is from, is losing out on from not having this. And it'd be interesting to know what the contractual obligations are here mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Um, so we'll see. They have not announced makeup dates yet when that will happen. And I don't know. It's 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 been a... Uh, she's taken a reputational hit on this one. She's getting a lot of shit on this one. Ooh. And and uh, Caesars is to some extent too. Hmm. Because they, they put out a, a, a thing, I think it was on Instagram or probably all their social feeds that was like, we stand with Adele's decision that we have to make this a top-notch mm-hmm. production. And... Now, this is responding to people saying, hey, what the fuck? I'm already here. Yeah. Um, are you going to refund my hotel? And mm-hmm. they pretty much said, uh, you know, if you need to cancel your hotel, unused, we understand and we'll... But what if you're already there? If you're already there, too bad. You're already there. You're using it. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, contact the airlines regarding their policies on flights. Wow. So, yeah, if you're already there, you're screwed, but... If you're already there, make other plans. I guess that they were... There's, mm-hmm. um, you know, the store that they have next to the Coliseum for whoever the current uh-huh. headliners are. They um, That was, has already been tran- transformed into an Adele store. And I guess mm-hmm. they were giving um, consolation prizes <laughs> to those who had tickets. Wow. Um, people were lined up and they were getting like a, an Adele tote bag with a t-shirt and some other mm-hmm. stuff in it. So they got something. And then Wynn, did you see Wynn's shrewd marketing move? No. Yeah, they, they put out on their social feeds, if you have, have Adele tickets, come on down, we'll give you a free drink at Overhang. Hmm. Over... Look, Overlook. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Overhang's different. Yeah, that's downtown. So, um, smart marketing move to you know get a few people over to your property at mm. the very least. But so there you go. We'll hmm. see what happens with it. I'm sure we'll continue to talk about it as developments occur, or if the real reason, the full reason for the cancellation becomes uh, obvious, uh, it'll come out at some point. Yeah. So if it's a dispute, somebody's going to talk. Mm-hmm. Somebody on somebody who's involved will talk but anyway i feel bad if there's anybody who uh, is in our audience who had tickets for those first few days well you know the other the later dates you can probably you're not out as much you can probably at least transfer your flights and stuff but eh, it's a, it it's a bummer inconvenience as you said all right another some other residency news this one to me, came out of nowhere. I am very surprised by some aspects of that. Let's play some music to go along with this one. Ah, yes. Slow jam. Hernandez and Brandon Anderson, better known as Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock. I think that they probably, at least Bruno, upgraded for his stage name. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a group called Silk Sonic that you're hearing right now. This is their big hit. Oh, 
this group is very much they're going after a 70s soul R&B funk mm-hmm. flavor that sounded horrible I shouldn't have said flavor what am I doing you need to yeah um I, this song, I'm, I'm not, not digging this song all that much, to be quite honest, but I like some of their other is stuff. Is it because you saw it every five minutes on the video channels for yeah, a certain time? whenever I flip around, it's still on a lot. But here's the thing. This this group, uh, Bruno Mars, is obviously very well known. He's done tons of shows in Las Vegas. Um, you know, not a surprise. He's has no problem selling out shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silk Sonic has one album. I'm like, even though it's a side project from a guy that everybody knows, I wouldn't expect that to, first of all, be a residency they originally announced 13 shows Mm -hmm. and then i wouldn't have expected it to do this well um the original batch of shows was between february 26th and april 2nd at mgm uh, park mgm's dolby live and they sold so well they immediately announced another dozen shows so there are now 25 shows through the end of may good for that and i looked at a handful of just pulled up a handful of random shows three or four throughout the run they're selling very well and there's still some tickets available but for a run that long from a group that's not super established Mm -hmm. as its own thing. Here's a different song. See, I like this. This made me happy. Um, Yeah, so I would imagine, you know, because they only do have one album of material that they'll be doing some covers in there, they'll probably do a couple Bruno Mars songs, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't expect a lot. Uh, I, I have no doubt because of the quality of performer that Bruno Mars is that it'll yeah. be an outstanding show. Yes. I don't know a lot about the other guy. Um, they've performed on some award shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. They haven't done a ton of live performances, but it's going to be a good show, no doubt. I, I'm sure of that. And when I was uh, scoping out clips for this, I, I've only listened to a couple of their songs, but I discovered this will be a joy to Vegas nerds. Mm-hmm. There's a very, very, very Vegasy. If you have a Vegas playlist, yeah, you've got one to add to it. This is a song called Seven Seven Seven. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but it's 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 top quality Vegas hmm. material in my mind. I should have talked up the post. Blow the dice for me. <laughs> So, as I mentioned, February 26th through May 29th, if you're a fan of Bruno Mars and Silk Sonic, you're going to want to get tickets. There are still some available. The lowest rate with all the fees and Ticketmaster charges is about $155. Uh, there, there aren't a ton of those available for, for some of the shows I looked at. You're probably looking more at about the 280 and up range, mm. depending on where you want to sit. But... Um, yeah, there we go. We'll see. Considering the way they're just selling tickets, I won't be shocked if they end up adding even more shows. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I'm digging this one a lot. Yeah. All right. Are you going to add this to your getting ready for the club playlist? Oh, I have such an extensive club. 
yes, that is that is what I'm going to do. I do like that when we're in Las Vegas, you always have a little... A little mix when I'm getting ready. A little festival, a little, yeah. Is it the uh, like an ongoing mix or does it change depending oh, it on the changes. trip? it okay. changes, yeah. Yeah, when we used to do events, I would have one to like get ready for that and get uh-huh. a little pumped up. And uh-huh. then Was it just Eye of the Tiger on a loop? Pretty much. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Kickstart uh, my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had a birthday one where I put a bunch of upbeat birthday songs on. To yourself? Yeah. Okay. Why not? It's a little weird, but okay. You're there are a lot of birthday songs out there that are good. Yeah, I know. All right. And then, yeah. yeah I like having I a little when music I, when I'm getting ready. I know. I enjoy when I come back to the room because inevitably it takes you a little longer to get ready. So, And I'll show up like 20 minutes I gotta, before I we have, have to go. I have to beat the face. I know. I have to, and you're like rocking out, putting on your makeup and... Doing my hair. All the whole thing. I like that little routine you have. Yeah. More residents. I enjoy it. It's self-care. It is self-care. That's important. <laughs> Wellness is important. All right. <laughs> Another residency that has gotten no attention outside of a couple interviews, uh, Dionne Warwick. She's had a couple runs in recent years at Caesars at the, um, at the Barge and mm-hmm. also in the Jubilee Theater at She's the reigning queen of Twitter. She is. She's a delight. She's a treasure. And mm-hmm. she's coming back to Las Vegas. Again, like I said, this has not had a lot of... I had a hard time finding much information outside of... Two interviews she did this week on Good Morning America and the Colbert Report. Or, I mean, uh, no, 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 that's old. <laughs> the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Uh, she's coming back starting. She Now, this information comes from her on these interviews. March 24th at the Sterling Club. My reaction was, what the fuck is the Sterling Club? At which point I went online and I found it. And it, it turns out it's a, it's a private social club which raises some questions. It's in the middle of the Turnberry Place complex. Of There's like four condo towers. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering, I knew what Turnberry Place is, but I'm sure a lot of people are like, what the fuck is Turnberry Place? It's uh, it's over behind um, like uh, Fontainebleau mm-hmm. in that area. And right in the middle, they've got this private social club. You have to be a member of it. And they have tennis courts and they have a spa and you can hang out there if you have a lot of money mm-hmm. and uh, have nothing better to do. But... They also have some sort of venue for entertainment, and that is where she's going to be performing. Now, I don't know exactly how this works with a private social club. I would assume that if she's promoting her residency there, that they're going to sell tickets and allow people in the riffraff from the outside who aren't Mm -hmm. members of their club. I don't know. There's nothing on their website, but they did confirm it by retweeting some clips from her appearances saying, Sterling Club welcomes Dionne Warwick. It's coming up, what, March 24th? March 24th. And yeah, there's no ticket details on their website, Mm so I don't know. But anyway, if you're a Dion Warwick fan and you haven't had a chance to see her, or if you want to see her again, you may have a chance mm-hmm. to do so. If uh, assuming this is opening open to the public, I can't imagine it would just be a private members thing, right? But anyway, more details as they are uh, available, I guess. More entertainment. This is all that we've got a ton of like uh, show entertainment news this week. And uh, sometimes we talk about these one-off events. Sometimes we don't. This one I want to talk about because it's kind of. Kind of, kind of noteworthy, and I'm surprised by the reaction over this one as well. There is a festival announced this week, and uh, the the emo kids of the early aughts were all abuzz over this this huge announcement. Something called the When We Were Young Music Festival, happening in October on the festival grounds on Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard. It's a one day festival, or it was. 
Well, it still is, but it, they're doing it twice. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a two a multiple day thing where some bands play one day and other bands play another day. Mm. They announced more than sixty bands over. I guess it's supposed to be about a twelve hour festival, and that's what's causing some of the consternation over whether or not this is real a realistic thing. Let's and where is most of the consternation coming from? No, it's all over. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not just the Facebook group. Okay. There's a couple things on there, but no, it was. I've seen it. You've seen I've it seen in, it in many, many places, okay. yes. Uh, at first, there were a lot of doubts that this thing was even real. Mm-hmm. They're like, there's no way this is real because the lineup is stacked. If you're yeah. into that era of that type of music, it's, it's good. It's a really good lineup. And like, I'm probably 15 to 20 years outside of this being my thing, mm-hmm. but I, there are a handful of the groups that I really like. I, and I recognize more names than I didn't recognize. I was. So, Which is rare for a festival lineup. Well, for a festival lineup that's outside of, you know, your mm-hmm. your target age range. Um, so yeah, whoever put the lineup together did a, a good job. That I'll just name off a couple, a handful of the bigger acts: um, My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Bring Me the Horizon, A Day to Remember, Avril Lavigne, Bright Eyes, Jimmy Eat World, Dashboard Confessional, Taking Back Sunday, Alkaline Trio, All American Rejects, a bunch of others. Um, but yeah, there's been this weird skepticism, like, like, is it real? First it was, is it real? And then there's been some, some, um, how are they going to pull off this many bands? I think that's some of it too. I think there's a fair amount of skepticism about any musical new, relatively new music festival ever since Firefest. But But that was a totally different thing. That was douchey rich do rich kids flying to an island mm-hmm. and camping out this is nothing this, like that yeah this is, there's it's not the same no at there's all. music is the only thing that has it has in common but that was like a whole experiential thing this is just a fucking one day music festival with bands and you can buy some food and drinks mm-hmm. it's not I don't, I don't understand that comparison at all and i know that there was that whole thing the the astral world thing where a bunch of people died oh right I think that had more to do maybe with the headline performer than the festival setup. And obviously the promoters had, I would imagine, some culpability in the safety issues and stuff too. But I don't I don't necessarily see the comparison there. So and it's like well, Live Nation puts on so many shows. They're a known entity, so I don't know why I it's it's the skepticism is very confusing to me. Hmm. Other than yeah, I guess I guess the how are they going to do 60 plus bands? Okay, so here's the deal. They'll have three stages at least. I would imagine three. I don't think they'd have much room for much more than three. Um, as they've done in the past on the festival grounds, the setup will be a rotating stage. Not literally rotating. Yeah, literally rotating. I mean, not the stage. Well, yeah, it is. Because they can set up backstage. They can they can set up for the next oh, band. Oh, okay. So yes, a literal rotating stage. Okay, then. Yeah. I stand corrected. Um. So yes, while well, one band is playing, they're setting up for the next band, mm-hmm. and they're doing this on three stages. So there will be multiple bands overlapping, and there won't be a ton of extra setup time needed because all you have to do is rotate the stage, flip a switch, and you know. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. simplifying it, but they'll have short sets. It's Most... not like they'll have to break down and then right get everything ready from yeah. scratch. Yep. Uh, most of the bands will probably do. Th- I bet the early bands will do 20 minute sets. Most of the bands will do 30 minutes, and then a couple of the headliners will get an hour. So, yes, they will do short sets, but I don't know. And by the time this happens in October, mm-hmm. I guess probably eight to 12 bands will have dropped off. Just That's just the nature of these yep. things, too. So, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll pull it. Oh, and it'll probably go a couple hours longer than expected, too. But I don't, 
yeah, it might be a little of a cl- bit of a clusterfuck, especially if you're trying to mm-hmm. go from stage to stage. You're gonna you're not gonna be able to see everybody, but yeah. Um, but did you say they're gonna have multiple stages yep. and the sets aren't gonna be as long as yeah, they'll be short sets. So, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's that. It won't go like clockwork. It won't be you know most smooth thing necessarily. But this is not like uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. These things have happened before so anyway they they announced it and it sold out instantly they didn't have a lot of leeway between when they announced it there was like a day or something before tickets went on sale Mm -hmm. it was like 225 bucks for general admission and they've got vip packages and stuff too but for a full day of music with this lineup even if they're doing short sets yes you spend 200 and you easily spend 200 bucks for almost sonic any well yeah i mean for the cheapest ticket there it's 155 Mm -hmm. and that's one band so um I think it's a pretty decent deal, but it sold out right away and mm-hmm. they put a second, they decided we're going to do the same thing the next day. They were prepared to do that. They put it on sale right away and that's pretty much sold out too. So I think there's some kind of a waiting list deal, which is a little sketchy because you have to give them your credit card information and oh. ticket, ticket becomes available. They Then you they get do. it. Mm-hmm. But there weren't a lot, I didn't see a lot of details on like, how long does this last? Like, what if it's the day before? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the window is there. And I didn't go in, I didn't do a lot of research on it, but um, I know there are some people, um, some of our listeners were trying to get tickets and some had luck and some didn't. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious after the show to hear how it goes mm-hmm. and how, you know, they've had plenty of events at that space. So the space is well suited for it. I don't know. I was just very, it just seemed really weird. And like I said, it's not just the Facebook group. It was on Twitter and, um, some other different places. I looked at Reddit and some other mm-hmm. things that people are very, very skeptical. Mm. I don't know. So there you go. Yeah. If you're a, if you're, if that's your music and I hope you got tickets, I hope if that's your scene, you know, that's, uh, I, I, I wouldn't go to this in my current state, Mm -hmm. but if you were like, like I said, if I were 32, Mm -hmm. this would probably be my thing. Yeah. You've, how many of these bands, let's see, you've seen Paramore. Mm -hmm. We've seen Bright Eyes. Yep. A couple times. Jimmy Eat World. We saw them at first dab once. Did we see Jimmy Eat World? I was trying to remember that. I love Jimmy Eat World. And I was yes. trying to remember if we had actually seen them or not. Yeah. We see Dashboard Confessional open for you too. Yeah, they sucked. <laughs> I would see Avril Lavigne. I like her. I'd see Alkaline Trio. I would see Alkaline Trio for sure. All American Rejects sound right. good. If yeah. they were opening for somebody, I'd see them. So that was one of the things too. All, um, All American Rejects, mm-hmm. as many of the bands do when they're on these lineups, they will promote the fact they're doing it and mm-hmm. all, uh, all american rejects tweeted out the the band lineup yeah. thing and said i guess we're playing with all the bands mm-hmm. some people and some people took that to be like they didn't know that they're on the lineup yeah but, uh, oh my god that's not what that means at all it's it's a like if if they didn't know they wouldn't have tweeted that out they're they're fucking promoting it they oh, fucking people <laughs> so fucking annoyed with people all right, let's move along. We talked enough about that. Another entertainment thing. This is another one-off. The Grammy Awards are moving to Las Vegas this year. They had, they were supposed to be held already, weren't they? Or soon? They changed the dates. They were supposed to be in LA, but they were postponed due to extreme fuckery. They are now scheduled for April 3rd, and they moved it to Las Vegas. It will be at MGM Grand Gardens. The thing I wanted to mention here that's kind of noteworthy, not specifically that the Grammy Awards are coming, but Vegas... And it's been, they've had events like, kind of like this before. Billboard Awards are there every year. There's some other awards that have come through from time to time. But 
it seems to me it's increasingly becoming a place for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next, for entertainment and big sporting events, in the next two months alone, the uh, Academy of Country Music Awards are at Allegiant Stadium, which I'm a little puzzled by it being at a stadium instead of an arena other mm-hmm. than availability. Because if you look at how many seats are available, Ooh. all of the seats are available. <laughs> <laughs> you can get plenty of seats for the Academy of Country Music Awards in early March. The Pro Bowl and which NH- you love. Uh, the Pro Bowl and NHL All Star Game are happening at the same like the same weekend in early February. Those are huge events, even though nobody goes to the Pro Bowl or cares about it, as we mentioned. But it, as far as like things, like known events and. Uh, it, it might be a good weekend for the strip clubs. The strip clubs are going to do very well. Uh, yeah, and there's other, there's been other award shows too, and now we've got the Grammys there. So anyway, I think just it emphasizes what a great location Las Vegas is. I, I feel like now I'm working You're for the... You're the Tourism Bureau. <laughs> yeah, LVCVA. The, um, they've got the hotel capacity. They've got flights coming in from everywhere. It's easy to get in and out. They are close enough to LA where entertainers can get to and from quickly and easily um yeah plus they can have multiple stages you know multiple locations if they need to you know that for the grammys they're gonna have somebody on a rooftop somewhere Mm -hmm. and the visual appeal if you're doing a television event which all of these things are to some extent um the visuals are great you're gonna have somebody they've done things where somebody's the bellagio fountains was it bruno mars didn't Britney do something in the middle of the fountains once? Uh, she might have. They've, they've done it a couple times. But there's so many great visuals. So mm-hmm. um, I think we'll continue to see a lot of things. Sometimes it's like the Grammys that was not planned originally. But because there's so many venues there, they were able to... It, it's not a matter of is something available those days. For something like the Grammys, you need the venue for probably a month because of setup and rehearsal and it's a huge production. So the fact they were able to find something available for that long, Las Vegas is set because they've got a ton of it. So kind of a cool thing. I don't know what the ticket deal is for the Grammys. They will at some point have something available to the general public, I would imagine. So if you're planning on going in early April, it might be something fun. We did the mm-hmm. Billboard Awards one year. It was fun to yep. see how it all worked. Yeah. We got to see a lot of performers too. We did. We see. We saw Beyonce do we, yes. uh, some lip syncing. We saw Rihanna. We saw Britney. Britney. Uh, Keith Urban, Neo, mm-hmm. assorted others. Yeah, it was a cool experience. So there you go. All right, let's shift off music to some other entertainment notes. We've been talking about the possible return of Tiger Bass Magic. Huh. And uh, that's not happening. The guy who had the proposal to put up the tent for a Tiger Bass Magic show in the empty lot behind Sahara Jay Owenhouse, uh, he decided that he was going to retract that request because it became very clear it was not going to be approved. They were not going to allow tiger-based magic on that specific chunk of land. The winds of change have blown through Las Vegas and tiger-based magic is no longer all the rage. However, he is planning on continuing to do the show with his family. I don't know if he'll have the kids get into the cages or how that's going to (laughs) work. Um, apparently it's a family based act anyway, but I've got to think that when you take out the element that is your main selling point, mm-hmm. you're going to know it's also the element that's probably keeping you from getting approved. Right. I, I suspect there's not going to be a ton of interest in going to see the Owen house family do some tricks. Mm-hmm. I just, um, 
I guess they're still planning on doing the thing though at the tent and I, good luck getting people over there to see your family magic show. I think he'd be far better off dropping that idea and working out a deal with like the V theater or the sax theater, or mm-hmm. the magic attic at Bally's or one of those established venues yeah. and just having your show there. Mm-hmm. Cause he's going to end up taking a huge hit on this. There's and that way no they way. could do the promotion and right. They can work out yeah. whatever that, you know, that deal is, but this, you're going to lose money, Jay. Sorry to tell you, nobody's going to go see your magic show. So I don't know when they're planning an opening, but look forward to close shortly after. This is a mistake. I want to be the guy in the corner that just shakes his head. No, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. I'm save, trying to save, save you yourself from yourself. some heartache. Yep. All but it's right. his dream. Huh? It's his dream. I have... think it's his dream to do his magic show, which he's done. I think he's toured it. Mm-hmm. But I, is it his dream to have a tent behind Sahara? That seems like an odd dream. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good luck to you, Jay. I hope your dreams come true. His tiger-based dreams and all of your dreams coming true. I was waiting. You brought it on. I didn't say anything about dreams. All right, moving along. This is some good news, I think. The Palms Twitter account had some happy news that uh, Ghost Bar is coming back. Twitter's been a happy place lately. Twitter has been a happy place. The tweet said, It's coming back. Everybody's favorite. Long known for offering some of the best views of the Las Vegas Strip. Ghost Bar will make its return high atop Palms when the property reopens in spring. Stay tuned for details. Well, this might this might get me over to Palms when it reopens. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Ghost Bar. Fantastic views of the Strip, though. Yep. We've talked about the views from Voodoo Lounge at Rio and a similar thing where you're far enough back from the Strip that you get to see a large chunk of it and it's mm-hmm. wonderful when the lights are coming up and stuff. Um, so I'm curious what they're going to do with the space. It was more... It was it was more on the clubby side under palms, but they've Mm -hmm. made it clear they're not interested in having a club Mm -hmm. and they're promoting it more to locals and to tourists. So I would imagine lower key. Yep. Less Definitely. I would think it would be more of a loungy atmosphere, more Mm -hmm. of the um, Resorts World Alley on 66 and the Legacy Club at Circa kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. That's my guess. And yeah, I would go over and check that out. I'm going to continue calling it Starlight on 66 in my head. It's a better name, I know. But you don't want to be that person who still calls it, you know, who still calls... Barbary Coast. Yeah. We did that for a (laughs) while. That was dumb. I see the error of my ways now. Don't hold on to the past. It's not worth it. (laughs) Just roll with it. It's got a shitty new name. But yeah, Starlight is a better name. At some point, it wouldn't be surprising if it reverted to that. They're going to change sponsors at some point. Or they just won't get another one. Yeah. Because they're going to realize there's absolutely no benefit in having that on there because nobody knows what Ali is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Weird deal. All right, moving along. So we've been we're, we're going to be keeping a close eye on all the stuff that's planned for the Mirage once that becomes the Hard Rock, and we've discussed this, we discussed this in the past. And there's now a confirmation from the CEO of Hard Rock International, Jim Allen, that indeed the volcano will go away when it becomes the Hard Rock, which. We speculated it was probably the case because why would they keep that at the Hard Rock? It doesn't make a lot of sense. But 8 News Now reported that. Apparently, they talked to him. Uh, there's, oh, I'll be kind about this. A well-meaning but misguided person who has put out a an online petition aimed at MGM for some reason, which they have no, I mean, what, are they going to not right. sell it because of this guy? Um, an online petition aimed at MGM and Hard Rock to keep the volcano 
and this is a colossal waste of time. I know you're, you you want to keep it. You're a fan of it. I have no qualms with that. I get it. But to think that your stupid little online petition is going to have any effect on a large corporation, it won't. This never works. And the reason it pisses me off is because then some other well-meaning, misguided people will say, oh, I'm helping to make a difference by signing this petition. And they do that for other things where they could be actually doing something, not this specific one, because this mm-hmm. is a done deal. It's not going to stay. But Basically, you're going to be added to a mailing list. Don't fucking waste your time. Yes, probably. It's going to increase your inbox terror. You're wasting. If you think that signing an online petition is doing any good, you are wrong. It is not. So put your efforts into something that actually does make a difference. In this case, nothing is going to. So shift it to something else that's important. I know. It's a cool thing to have there. I get it. I've I've signed my name to an online petition or two in the past. And what results have occurred from that? Uh, Me getting more spam. And let's say that Hard Rock decided to keep the volcano after all. It would have nothing to do with this petition. It would be because they don't want to spend the money to remove it. They've decided to postpone that and spend their money elsewhere or something like that. They might say, oh, because we heard so many people love this, we're going to keep it for a while. It's not because of this. Especially now, this petition has like 800. That's nothing. You'd have to have like, if you had like 14 million people, mm-hmm. maybe they'd go, holy shit, this is way more beloved than we thought. A thousand people is not going to do shit. Maybe that's why people start the petition. They think it might get some momentum and it's get never more gonna people, get, but yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, well-meaning, misguided. I get it. You're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. But then you're also wasting your time thinking, maybe we're doing something, maybe. And then you're going to be let down again. Just accept it. It's going away. That is my lecture for the day. Thank you for attending my TED Talk. <laughs> and now our headliner tonight, Kiss. <sighs> Moving along. Are you going to cue no, the new I'm version of play. Lick It Up? Oh my God, you guys. Off topic as we do here. There's a new, li- oh a new live version of Lick It Up by Kiss. <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you're as amused by the band Kiss as I am, um, it's, it was recorded in 2004 and it is the worst. Like why they put this single out, I have no idea. It's Paul Stanley at his Paul Stanleyist doing his shrieky lead vocal thing, which I'm not going to do because it'll blow out my throat. And then it's got these mechanical backing vocals from Tommy and Gene. Lick it up, lick it up. It's just <laughs> so bizarre. And the mix is shitty and the performance is shitty. And they said, yep, we're putting this out. This is gold. And these are these guys are 70 years old. Well, when they recorded it, they were 55 or 60, I suppose. I don't know how old they are. But anyway... And they're singing Lick It Up. It's only right now, Lick It Up. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing to be dedicated to. You might as well sign an online petition. I think everyone <laughs> should lick it up. It's only right now to lick it up. <laughs> it would have the same effect. Nobody's licking it up because of this song. <laughs> what is it? Uh, I'll leave that to your imagination, but weird weird cause to get behind Kiss. All right, I'm sorry. Where did that come from? Why did I do that? Moving along. We have other stuff to talk about. There's a new attraction coming to Resorts World. Kind of a new attraction. A new twist on something they already have. Um, Essentially, if you have always dreamed that the Fremont Street canopy and the visuals that they have on there between their time shows could be seen vertically instead of horizontally, it's that. It's pretty much like having a big screensaver on the side of the building. You know, if you've seen Resorts World, they have a gigantic screen. They have multiple screens, so that's part of it too. They're syncing up all their screens 
They have one, the giant one on their west tower, and then they have a smaller one on their east tower, and they have one on the Zook, outside of the Zook nightclub. And then they've got that inside, they've got their globe, their 50-foot oh, yeah. high globe. That's part of it too, which okay. why would you sync something inside with something you can't see on the outside? But okay. Mm-hmm. But every hour on the hour, between noon and 1 a.m., they are now having these shows, mm-hmm. exhibitions. I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, it's called Glow. And really, it is. It's like, and it has nothing to do with the ladies of wrestling. <laughs> it's like no. It's like if you're watching the uh, a screensaver. To me, I saw it's like, oh, there's fish swimming on there, and I don't. Maybe I don't know if there's audio. I don't think they have audio outside. Maybe they do, but I would imagine you have to be pretty close to see it. And if you're going to be really close, you're not going to get to see all the screens at the same time. So, uh, okay, it's good that they're using the screens for something other than advertising. Because whenever I've seen it, it's pretty much been their rotation of ads, sometimes for things at Resorts World. Occasionally, last time I walked over, no, it wasn't last time. Um, when I walked over there in uh, September, they had a, an ad on the side for something that squeezes all the ketchup out of a ketchup packet. They were oh. promoting that on the side of there. I don't know if it was a shtick or what, but I think they actually, I think this is actually something Heinz put out. Okay. I'm like, are you going to keep that in your car? Anyway. So yes, advertising, but now you get to see f- fish and ocean life and other stuff. I didn't even bother to see if there's a list of all the shows that they have in rotation. If you've oh, had they a lot do... of edibles, it might be a good activity. I don't know. They do have a few things. Um, they have a biluminescent ocean. That's the fish screensaver. Mm-hmm. A synthwave cityscape. A psychedelic trip into space and a shimmering jungle. This is one of those things... I'm going to say it's kind of like the volcano. Uh, if you happen to be in the area within two minutes of when it's going to go off, eh, maybe you stop and watch it. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine you're going to make a special trip down there to see this. It's not It's not Bellagio Fountain-esque. The thing you're going to compare any attraction to is Bellagio Fountains, and mm-hmm. nothing is going to live up to it. This is a fucking screen. So Fremont Street Experience is probably close, but I think this will be an underwhelming version of that. And that's already pretty underwhelming, so that's saying a lot. I'm a little cynical. Have you noticed? Uh, when yeah. You, when you, I mean, when you heard about this, did you think, "Oh, that's cool. Got to go see that." I no. can't imagine it'll draw a lot of people. I mean, it's fine, but yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I don't oppose. I don't oppose the fact they're doing this. Mm-hmm. I just like okay, that's the best you got. Seems like you could do a little better. Come on, Resorts World, step it up. Put some titties on there. <laughs> Yes, let's put hardcore porn on the side of the building. That's exactly what I was thinking. It would get attention. It would get attention. Cause some car accidents, too. Okay, there's a thought. There's one that's free for you, Genting Gaming. When you realize nobody's coming down to see your goldfish swim on the side of your building, get that first Soul Sonic, that Soul Sonic, Silk Sonic song that I played that, you know, smooth, let's fuck 70s soul. Put that up on the speakers and then just hardcore <laughs> drilling on the side of Resorts World. Welcome to our new listeners, by the way. I guess um, I, I, I haven't seen it and I don't really, I'm not going to look for it, but I, I, a bunch of people have been trying to join the Facebook group and uh, they've said that they found a, a, somebody recommended us on on uh reddit somewhere i almost said linkedin 
I recommend, please, somebody recommend this podcast on LinkedIn. That would be the, I want to see all these weird corporate. Do you want me to endorse you? No, I'm good. Um, so yeah, uh, welcome to new listeners. This is what you get. Sorry. Yeah, we talk about Vegas, but we go elsewhere in our discussions, mm-hmm. like licking it up and hardcore porn on the side of Resorts World. All I said was boobs, and you took it to hardcore porn. Well, if you're going to go, if you're going to put up nudity, you might as well have some fun with it, I guess. I don't know. I was going to say what fun are boobs, but that's I, that's not me speaking. I would never say that. <laughs> All right. Let's move along. Should we move on? Yes. All right. <laughs> Virgin. <laughs> Virgin. <laughs> Virgin Hotel. It's funny going from hardcore porn to virgin. Mm-hmm. Virgin Hotel um, made a big deal when they came to Las Vegas that they were going to continue with their corporate brand of no nickel and diming their customers. They touted how they would have no parking fees, no resort fees, and it would be a wonderful thing and you wouldn't have to deal with any of that nonsense. Well, that was just a couple months ago. Guess what? Resort fees. Yeah. Are you going to play this week in Outrage? Uh, Sure. This week, rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes registering my disgust throughout the world. In outrage, this is bullshit. I could use that uh, for. I could use that for the volcano too. I guess. Clearly, well planned out show. <sighs> so yes, resort fees are coming, and they're bulky. Forty-five bucks plus tax, so it's like fifty-one bucks nightly for the resort charge at. Virgin Hotels, which of course is the old Hard Rock off strip. Here's what they're saying it will get you, and we'll talk more about that in a minute, um, about what it really gets you, but uh, you will receive 20% off services at the spa, 15% off spa retail, complimentary appetizer with the purchase of two dinner entrees at the kitchen at Common Club, two-for-one drinks at the bar at Commons Club, in-room streaming services including Netflix and Hulu, complimentary Wi-Fi, unlimited, oh, the always popular, mm-hmm. unlimited local and long-distance calling. Well, there you go. Fucking call the shit out of Europe from your hotel room. That's It usually doesn't include long-distance, does it? Does that include international or just it says long-distance. Okay. I don't know. Run up that bill. That's all I'm telling you. Um, and two free bottles of water. So that's what you get. Of course, realistically, that stuff probably was all included before, or most of it. Um, Okay, I have things to say. All right. This tells me this, this, first of all, this tells me that the management of Virgin does not understand the Las Vegas hotel market. That would be one thing it tells me. How so? Um, Because... They didn't realize that the no resorts fee thing, although a fine marketing ploy, would Mm -hmm. not work in a market that is predominantly hotels that have resort fees. And the reason for that is because the sole reason for resort fees, regardless of what you've heard and what you think and what... What conspiracy you subscribe to today. It is is all about the third-party marketing, third-party travel agencies, Mm -hmm. your Expedias, your Orbitzes, your... I don't even know who else there is. Um... And placement on there. You can you can promote a lower price without the resort fee, and therefore it moves up your rankings, and they get a significant amount of their bookings through those sites. So the higher placement they get, the better. Um, and as a result, 
if they can... Even though by the time you check out, they've tacked 45 bucks or more on a night. Right. But that doesn't show up in the search results, so you have higher placement, and thus that's the only reason they're doing this. Um, but in Las Vegas, where there's so much competition, if you are very low in those search results, like if you choose, I don't know what they are, three, four star, let's say, mm-hmm. and uh, and the location and stuff, if they come up on the third page, they're losing a lot of bookings. So they want to be on that first page results. So therefore they can tinker with their rates and have them come up higher and still make the same amount of money because the resort fee isn't included in that amount. So that's why they do it. Um, it is. So even though it tells me they don't fully understand the market they're in, it is a good sign that they did it this soon, I think, because at least they're understanding that they need to adapt and not hold on to that just for the sake of holding on to it. I mean, good for Binions and Four Queens for being able to do that, but mm-hmm. that's a whole different, it's a different thing. I don't know. Four, four Queens and Binions. Binions has like six rooms and Four Queens probably is a large number of regulars who right. come there. I don't know. Um, and besides, their rates are going to be low regardless, so there you go. Um, what else? Um, oh, 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 here's the thing. Let's shift. We're still talking about Virgin, mm-hmm. but this brought up, this brought something to mind since we're talking about them not understanding the market. It's not, this is even, not even them not understanding the market, but I thought it was a good opportunity to do one of these. Do you remember? I don't remember fucking anything, man. Hey, have we ever had a do you remember within an, this week in outrage? I don't think so. This might be podcast history, ladies and gentlemen. Oh boy. We're going back to February 28th, 2021, less than a year ago, show 775, when the CEO of Virgin Hotels Las Vegas told Las Vegas Weekly, we're going to have recognizable artists on any given day or night playing at the bar at Commons Club or Mm -hmm. at the Shake Room, and the goal is to not advertise or charge for it. We're going to mix it up, but the whole thought process is a little throwback to old Las Vegas when you would walk into a lounge and you never knew knew who was going to get up and perform that kind of surprise environment. We want to provide high quality, exciting entertainment throughout the property as a normal course of business. And they have not done that at fucking all. (sighs) I've been bitching about Fremont street experience and the stuff that they said they were going to do and they Mm -hmm. haven't done. What the fuck, Richard? Now your rage is directed at Virgin hotels. Well, I knew this was going to happen. We were, I, when this happened, I said, ah, they might, you might get a couple of these. I have been following them on social media. I have not seen a single instance of, Hey, Lenny Kravitz just jumped up and performed in shag room. Mm-hmm. So if, first of all, if they are doing that, they're not, but if they are doing that, they're not promoting at all. In which case, what's the point? Like after the fact you would do it because that would be what gets people over to see, Hey, maybe tonight they're going to have somebody. Right. Anyway, this isn't happening. So once again, we're being lied to, folks. Oh Lord! <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not being lied to, but we're but like fucking have your shit together before you announce it. <sighs> fucking Richard Bosworth. All right, moving along. Oh, I guess that's it. That's all we've got. I was so fired up, I didn't see that we're at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Anything else you'd like to rage about? <sighs> um, no, I don't think so. We covered lick it up, hardcore porn, not having. Surprise performers at Virgin. Uh, we covered a lot of spa- a lot of ground today. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've done some good work here. I'm proud of you. Do you feel like you did as much good work as someone signing a petition? I, I think I've 
contributed a lot more to the world than anybody <laughs> signing any online petition today. All right, before we go, we have some... You karma. always contribute a lot to the world, honey. Yeah, in my own way. We have some karma donations to thank some folks for. We appreciate their contributions to the podcast, including Liz in the UK, a karma donation, because she just booked her first trip to Las Vegas. Yay! 12 weeks and counting. It's coming up soon. I hope that everything goes well for you. Said thank you for the podcast. It brightens my day and has brought happiness in these times of extreme fuckery. Well, thank you. That brings me joy to know that we're bringing you a bit of joy. That's all we're about here is spreading joy mm-hmm. through through our uh, whatever this is. Matthew, st- he has a trip coming up at Wynn and the Cromwell, staying January 21st through the 25th, resurrecting my annual trip with my brother, which didn't happen in 2020 or 2021. Thanks for the show. I'm glad you're able to go. Very glad year. you're able to go. That's very important. I will just say uh, anybody who listens to this show knows that I have had a... Uh, uh, trip every couple years with my brothers and my dad and my nephews and we recently lost my oldest brother unfortunately and I am more grateful than ever that we had that tradition and uh and that I was able to see him in September because of that so if you have those things don't take them for granted they're very important I really brought the show down there didn't I that's all right I went from rage to hmm. sorry I didn't mean to bring it down folks but I'm glad you're having that trip with your brother, and yes. it's very important, and keep doing it. It's cool. Finally, Eli, heading back to Vegas, uh, seeing Tool at T-Mobile Arena, and said, thank you for everything you do. Well, thank you, well, Eli. Thank you. Have a great time at the show. Hope you all have wonderful times planning and going to Las Vegas soon. Uh, what else? Anything else? Nope. All right. 500bymidnight.com is the website. Dear Tim and Michelle questions, go to 500gmail.com. And of course, we do have a voicemail line. We didn't take any calls this week, but we've got some waiting for us. Give us a call if you're going to Las Vegas, if you have thoughts on stuff. We'd love to hear about it at 702-866-9494. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. We will be back soon with another show. Bye-bye. Later.